Welcome to the Women Influencers in Business and CRE podcast. I am Veronica Malolos, CCIM, founder and CEO of Capital Stack Real Estate Group, a commercial real estate company serving the greater Orlando area. Today's guest is Ines Hagedus Garcia, social media influencer, realtor, and chairwoman of the largest realtor association in the country, Miami Realtors. We talked about her 18 year blog, Miamism shifting careers as an architect to a realtor with the incredible support of her husband and how her leadership has impacted and inspired so many. What a wonderful episode this is. Please don't forget to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe below. I welcome your comments and please share with someone who can benefit from this podcast. Good morning, Ines. How are you today? Good morning. I'm happy to be here with you today, Veronica. It's so exciting because we're both from Florida. I'm in Orlando and you're in the big city of Miami. Wow, that, that's pretty awesome. Well, we're here today. And first, thank you for gracing my podcast. I think that you are one of the women that I really wanted to interview because you have so much to share with our audience. I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of tell us about your story how you grew up in your environment, and how you got to where you are today. Well, listen, number one, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you. My story is, is to some very exciting. To me, it's my story. So I was originally born in Venezuela. My mom's from Spain. My dad's family is German. Last name is Hungarian. So talk about diversity. Yeah. My parents, so I grew up, so English is my second language. My parents decided to move to the United States when I, I was around 11 years old. And so at that time, it was just the whole shift of culture and new life. And for an 11-year-old, it was it was traumatic at best. Yeah. You know, I left all my friends behind. But thank God, my family is absolutely amazing. So, so with that, it was just like refinding myself, learning a new language and Again, siblings that are older than me, but, you know, love the United States from from the get-go. And I feel super fortunate that my parents decided to make that move. After that, high school, I've always been creative. I've always loved color. I've always loved drawing. I studied architecture. So I have a degree in architecture from the University of Miami. Go Canes. I always have to go there. And I got married young. I got married when I was 21 years old fell madly in love with my husband. We're still married. And we had three kids. Now, I went from being an architect and working at that time when you're a new architect, they work you 80 hour weeks. It's just insane. And there wasn't a lot of flexibility when we decided to have our first child. So um, I decided it was a family business. We have, I had an uncle that owned a commercial property. And one day said, Ines, can you manage this property for me? And I was like, why do I know about management? And, and he's like, oh, you know, piece of cake. So I decided to manage this building. My husband is an accountant. So he was doing all the financial stuff. We blinked. And from having one building, we were managing 20 commercial properties. Now, this made us realize while we're managing these properties, we lost an opportunity to make commissions at certain points. So my husband said, let's get our real estate licenses. And so he started first, I went second. And then this magic happened where I realized, wait a minute, real estate is has a lot to do with architecture, you know? So I, I specialized in residential architecture, mostly 
architecturally significant and historic homes. And, and I refound my passion in architecture within the real estate world, which was definitely not something I expected. With that, I also, marketing to me was just a little, like it wasn't natural to market myself the way that schools told me to market myself, my picture and my name. So I immersed myself in the marketing world and I became an early adopter of social media. So my Twitter is Ines, is a four-letter word. That tells you how long I've been at it. And I created a real estate blog, which was one of the first uh, real estate blogs in South Florida that, that's still alive. It's Miamiism. Miamiism is my baby because it literally is the age of my third child. So it's people to go, how, how do you do this? And it's just, it's, it's been a, a labor of love to grow this, this blog um, and, and how and and how old is your child? He's eighteen. Okay, so you've had Miamism for eighteen years. So one year less than I've been licensed. So I got licensed when my when I was pregnant with my son, and I started the blog maybe a year afterwards. So they're about the same age. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So so then from from that whole blogging world, I started getting invited to speak. First, for different associations around the country on on blogging and social media, the National Association of Realtors invited me as well to do sessions on on blogging and social media. And so and then I I started getting international gigs, speaking gigs as well, which was very exciting. Um, And so that's where the influence comes in finding that passion in architecture, being able to blog about my passion and then that came out of speaking engagements throughout the the nation and outside of of the United States. So that's a little bit of of a brief on on my history and my story. Wow, what an amazing story. I love it and how we all end up searching for ourselves in our direction. And there are people like you and me who have been blessed to have been able to find and discover what our true passions are and how to connect our backgrounds to what we do today. So that's amazing. Now, if I may ask you, I'm sure along the way, you've had some kind of significant challenge that you overcame. And so I'd be curious to find out what that challenge would be. I think my the biggest challenge that I had was being an architect and thinking that I had to hang my architecture hat for real estate. And and I this this is a pain point that I had. My own mom from one day said to me, "You're crazy. Why would you stop being an architect to be a realtor? You know, I you know, it, I want to be proud of you." And that that hurt me, you know. Yeah. And, and the the challenge was getting involved in when you go from architect to realtor and you think that sometimes and and this is unfortunate you know our our industry just not everyone thinks well of it you know and it has a lot of challenges and and definitely not a great reputation so then my choice at that time was i'm not just going to be a realtor I'm not going to be the complaining realtor that's always looking around going, you know, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Is you know, if I if I'm criticizing the industry I'm in, let me get involved. You know, let me get involved and see if I can change one little thing at a time, even if it's one little thing. 
And so, so that's, that's where the aha moment came in, you know, that challenge from, wait a minute, why am I not an architect? Why am I getting into this industry? And then at the end is, wait a minute, if I'm getting into the industry, I'm going to do it right. You know, and I'm going to be one person that's going to go in and make a difference and make a change. So I had that goal from the get-go. And, and that's how, when I started getting involved with NAR beyond my speaking engagements and committee me and committee assignments and, and being involved locally as well as state. And for the sake of our listeners who are not involved in the Realtor Association, NAR is the National Association of Realtors, which is the largest trade association in the country. And from what the president told me, it's actually the largest trade association in the world. Wow. So that's that's amazing. So I know that you also had when you were having your children and you're shifting from the architecture to real estate that that was also quite a bit of a challenge so how do you how did you manage that transition and the thought process as to whether or not you'll stay home with the kids or pursue a career <laughs> tell us a little bit about that well listen as an architect i was getting i was working at first 60 hours 80 hours a week i had a newborn baby and the saddest part of it all is that I think my nanny, I hired a nanny. She was making more money than me. <laughs> and, yeah. and not only was she making more money than me, she didn't have to buy suits and heels for the office. Right. So, so then I realized, number one, in architecture, I had no flexibility. It made so much sense to, to create my own business out of being a realtor and, and thinking. And, and the irony behind that is, you know, as a realtor, we work 24-7, right? So. Yeah. But at least we choose which hours of those 24 sevens we work. So, right. so yeah, the, 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 the challenge definitely was I want to be with my kids. I have a passion for this career, but real estate is giving me the flexibility to be there as a mom and being there as a wife. So, so that was it. It was pretty much, let me put architecture on the side, not knowing that I would be able to marry the two later yeah. and, and dedicating myself to the kids while creating this great business from real estate. Wow, that's that's an amazing perspective on being a woman who is building a career. And I'll tell you that there are many challenges of being a woman, which is completely different from the challenges of a man building a career. You know, one of the things I always tell my children, my daughters, I have three of them, is that men do not have start and stops in their career. But when you have babies, you're going to have to stop for a little bit. Now you have to care for your children. Like you said, you know, child care is, is always a challenge for a woman building a career. So I wanted to make sure that our audience listens to, to that piece, because I think that's unique to us as women. And I, and I agree with you. And I'll, I'll add a little extra. I think what makes us continue working and being professionals is being surrounded by great men and, and great partners and, and teams. So I I definitely what I've achieved in my life, even if I think I I you do put that pause and that stop, was achieved because I have an amazing husband. Wow, that's that's amazing. And I'll say the same for my husband <laughs> who's been there supporting the us through the ebbs and flows of a real estate career, because that's hard. And also through motherhood, I think you need yes. to have a partner at home. And if you've ever read the book Lean In, it's by the, I think, CFO of Facebook, Sandy 
I forget her last name, sorry, but it starts with a G. But that's that's really what she was talking about in that book. So thank you for that. Now let's talk about influence. The title of our podcast is Women Influencers in Business and CRE. And certainly I want to say, Ines, that to the people who have not tuned in to Mayamism or or any of, of Ines's uh, social media, she is a true influencer. Because how many followers do you have on, on I, your social media platforms? You know what? I don't count followers. That's not my thing. You know, I, I think from the beginning, it's it's engagement is is making making a difference so count is is irrelevant to me it always has been wow but you are truly (laughs) if to the standards of social media you are a true influencer but let's not talk about that part of the influence right because really the whole theme of this podcast is women like you who are successful who really have influence in their micro community and I say micro, but technically speaking, Miami is not quite micro. <laughs> you are currently the chairwoman of the board of the largest trade association in not only the state of Florida, but also in the country. So tell us a little bit about how you feel that your leadership in this organization has garnered influence to others and how it impacted those that you've led? Well, listen, at first, it's when I made it to this position, it was a pinch me moment. I'd, I've gotten involved in leadership more as a give without ulterior motive. And and being in this position this year with the largest local real estate association in the country is is definitely, it's an honor, but it's also humbling. As far as influence, I can tell you it's an amazing team. So I would love to say I'm going to take all the credit forever, but no, absolutely not. I have an amazing team and also the staff of Miami Realtors is absolutely amazing. Now, obviously, it's a huge responsibility. It's a a lot. It's a time and responsibility and just making sure that, you know, we have over 60,000 members and ultimately you represent 60,000 members with very different opinions because our association is so diverse. I would even venture to tell you that it's the most diverse in the country. So, so it's definitely been a challenge, but at the same time, I've embraced every single moment of it. I feel like there's always eyes on me just to make sure that, that I'm doing the right thing, saying the right things. Um, the beauties, um, I have have the ability of being myself. I don't have to be anyone else as as a leader and as as being chairwoman of the board for Miami Realtors. And I I really don't want my year to end. And it, it ends on the 31st of, of December, but it's it's been absolutely a great ride. That's wonderful. And if I may ask you, if you can recall just one person, one story, one member that you felt like you really had an impact. Does anyone come to mind at all? Is there a story that you could share? Because sometimes it's it's really just not about the big things that we do when we're in the boardroom and we're leading a group of leaders. But sometimes it's just this moment where you all of a sudden feel, wow, I've actually made a difference. I mean, it could be some kind of activity or or maybe the Young Professionals Network. I know you were very active in that. So, so that's how I got started. I started with YPN, the Young Professionals Network for Miami, and it was the first YPN board that Miami had. 
I, I can tell you that this year has been a lot of little that like you're saying, a lot of, of just women coming up to me that I don't know and saying thank you. Thank you because I look up to you and, and I feel that, you know, you're you're humble. You try to push people to get involved. We feel that you're approachable and and it's really inspiring to see a woman get as far as you have in, in addition to being a Latin woman getting getting to your position. So so just people out of the blue just are coming up to me. One of my initiatives this year for Miami Realtors, and it was um, human trafficking awareness. And this is something that that when you go to Chicago the year prior to being in your position, you see all the presidents that are coming throughout the country. And there was that we're talking about if we can do something at our local level for human trafficking awareness. And I said, you know what? I think we can take this to Florida. We can take this to Florida because Florida, I think it's the number two state. And it's just awareness. You know, realtors are everywhere. They're inside houses. They're inside properties. What better eyes than us that are inside properties to just identify? So so that's been one of my things. So we did, we had an event a couple of weeks ago called Rock the Market, which is one of our largest events. And we decided to do a five-minute segment on just human trafficking awareness with the president of YPN. And so Catherine and I were on stage and we just did this five-minute segment. And people afterwards just came up to us and said, we did not know this happened, you know, and, and to think that if we can save one life, that's all, you know, it's absolutely worth it. So that that's been heartwarming for me to discover something that I didn't even realize myself was a problem around us and then try to push it out to our membership to see if awareness, if we can do something about it and, and save lives. So that's been a big thing this year for me. And, and those little people that come up to you and, and say thank you, you know, that 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 means a lot. Yeah. So that's really where I think leadership, if we are mindful and intentional in our leadership, yes. the work that we do actually has a greater impact than we ever thought possible. So I want to thank you for, for doing that initiative. I think it's, it's pretty impactful. And again, when I really thought about this podcast, I really wasn't thinking about influencers the way that social media would define an influencer. But mostly I wanted to highlight women like you who have a greater impact, not just on social media, but on their community. So thank you for that work that you do for, for Miami, for the state of Florida, and, and also for the members of your organization. So if there was one piece of advice that you could give our listeners, and by the way, I'm so thrilled when I hear a woman leader, a successful woman like you talk about other women going, you know, coming up to you and, and giving you sort of this, I'm so glad that you're my leader and I am so inspired by you. I think that is really incumbent upon people like us women who have achieved some sort of leadership position and inspire others. But if there was one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners, what would that be? I can tell you, and this is one of my biggest mantras, is surround yourself with really smart people. If you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I have been really lucky to 
find myself always surrounded by by really smart individuals. And I look for them and I just thrive. And, and a lot of people say, Ines, you're so smart. And you know what? That's that's not it. I I need to hear people that I feel are smarter than me at all times because it's the only way I evolve, I learn, and I grow. So definitely surround yourself with smart people. Well, speaking of smart people, I know that your husband, he's a CPA, correct? Or is he, is he an accountant? He does corporate, he does corporate accounting. Yes. And so smart guy, right? And your children are so smart. And so it's amazing to me how somebody like you who has this perspective that you can't be the smartest person in the room actually goes around, but but just as smart as everybody else. So tell me a little bit more about, for instance, the situations where you could build a team or like in your own company, right? You own one or two offices, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I'm managing partner for Avanti Way Realtor. I'm their executive VP. I run right now, I'm running, believe it or not, the Orlando office in the in, in Sunny Isles in about oh, two cool. third one. But um, founders, my two partners are super smart. So definitely, if I wouldn't have found myself in a situation where, number one, they respect women and, and they embrace someone like me coming in that's going to give them her opinion at all times, and it's not going to be a yes person, and they're willing to evolve. So that that's why my involvement with Avanti Way Realty, and I've been here for four years already, and super happy to that, you, not only my two partners, but a lot of, of the affiliates and a lot of the rest of the people that work within the company are just amazingly intelligent wow. and and giving and diverse. This is, I used to say, but I, and I'll tell you a joke. My Sunny Isles office, every, we have at least one monthly in-person meeting. And I always tell everyone, what country are you from? I think we have every country in Europe. We have every country in South America. The minority in the office are usually Americans, which just shocked me. So we'll have like <laughs> one or two Americans. The rest are from all over the world. And I just, I think that's absolutely amazing that that we can do that within real estate and, and within, you know, a place like Miami. Wow, that's, that's really cool to hear you talk about that. I wanted to kind of zero in on what you just said about being a woman in the partnership group that you have, I'm assuming that there are two men who are your yes. partners. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. And one thing that that struck me is that you said they were willing to hear you out. They were willing to have you contribute because it is true that you surround yourself with smart people, right? But if you're not given an opportunity to contribute, I think that could very much put you in a situation where you feel you you're not a part of the team. So right. so is that kind of what you're feeling with your partnership group? Yeah, listen, absolutely. And 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 it wasn't always like this. When when I first joined, I think, you know, there's there's always a perception of how people are going to react and 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 being a team is definitely and partnering is is never easy. Um mm -hmm. when when you're a strong person with an aggressive personality, because that's how I'm going to describe myself. You know, I'm always a team player and I love to hear other perspectives and I'm always going to be open and grow from that. But if I disagree with you, I will let you know in, in a very polite way, but I'm not just going to agree with you to agree with you. 
So having a, a very technologically based company brokerage in Miami meant that either they love my tech brain because that's one of my passions or they were going to embrace that and they brought me on for a reason. So there was a lot of disagreements at first. And then we realized, you know, as a woman, you need to speak up. And, and it was like, listen, either you want my opinion or you don't. If this needs to work, it means you need to make sure that you're listening to my feedback and we work together. So that was pretty fast at the very beginning and, and it's worked out beautifully. Wow, that's great advice. That's really great advice. So women who are listening, make sure you speak up. It's it's okay, right? And make okay. sure that you and that you make sure that the others who are in the room that you tell them that you need to be heard. And that's okay too, right? <laughs> so we've come to the part of the interview where I pass on the mic to you and you had a question that I'd love to answer. So because this was a challenge for me, I thought it'd be the perfect question for you. And it's always, and, and I'm sure your audience is going to agree with me. How do you manage to strike a balance between your role, not only as managing broker, an active member of the county planning commission locally, local, state, national involvement, kids, your husband, <laughs> podcasts. Can you share some strategies for maintaining a healthy family professional balance amidst such a crazy schedule that you have? So a lot of people actually have asked me this question, and I'm always, always so appreciative of the question. So I've actually talked a little bit about Stephen Covey's books right? First Things First, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which have actually, those books have changed my life in the very beginning of me building my career. And so I lead a very calendar-driven life. And if you've never seen the YouTube video of Stephen Covey doing a sort of a, a visual of the big rocks, little rocks, sand sort of analogy. I, that's really how I live my life. And so it's very easy for me after determining my priorities. For instance, my family is my number one priority. And I will say that it is much easier now because most of my kids are, well, actually, I'm almost an empty nester, but my youngest is still with us, but she's 20. So she's completely free. She has her own car. So we don't have to drive her to gym training or ballet lessons or anything like that. So it's a little bit easier. So that I will say, but I do lead a very calendar driven life where the priorities that I've set for myself and my goals go into my calendar first. For instance, spending time with my family vacationing is really number one right now. <laughs> I, I bucket list with my husband now. So whenever I get an invitation to, for instance, serve on a committee or, oh, and by the way, I was on the planning board for 10 years. Last three years I was chair, but now I'm the board of, in, on the board of adjustments. So much, much easier. So I'm, I'm, that's, that's good. I actually, it's very easy for me to say yes or no to certain things that go on my calendar, certain responsibilities that I'll take on. For instance, I have a team of six commercial real estate specialists in my company. Plus, I also produce. And you're right. You know, this is all look, it all kind of looks like, wow, she does 
way too much. (laughs) But the truth is that if you're very good at keeping a calendar and you're focused, and I think the most important thing is that you are mindful about being present when you're doing something. Because you could be pulled in many directions and all of a sudden while you're doing something, your mind is somewhere else and you're not present. You have to be present. When I'm with my family and with my husband, I'm really intentional in being present so that you can really enjoy the pieces of your life that make up that wonderful and beautiful puzzle. So that would be my answer to that question. (laughs) Beautiful. That is so beautiful. Organized, mindful, being present. I absolutely love it. That's that's uh, that's really what I think. After many challenges in my life, I finally came after so many years of doing this to a point where I can comfortably say that I live a very full life. And and I just joined a Bible study group, so so that's another one that that we're doing. But. Ines, I really just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending some time with me. I'm hoping that the people that have tuned in to your episode have taken away the golden nuggets that you've shared today. And of course, I always look for, I know we've sat in committees together and yes, you are super smart. So so I will say that from uh, from personal level that you are very busy too, and yet you've taken the time to share today on my podcast. So I want to thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Listen, thank you for having me. Your podcast is absolutely amazing. You're interviewing some really great leaders and women. So it's really an honor to be included with such an amazing group of women that you've interviewed. So thank you. And I I know I'm going to be seeing you on a regular basis. So (laughs) it was great being here. Thank you so much.